Welcome to Shackles. Spirituality without the fluff. Simple questions answered simply. So hello and welcome to another podcast with me, Irish Steve, and we have a very interesting guest in with us today. Now, we have a massive event coming up at the end of April, which we're really excited about, and we have this amazing practitioner in with us, and I would like you to introduce yourself to the masses, please. Hello, everyone. My name is Luisa Reyes. And what do you do, Luisa? What is your jam? I do a multiple of things but I, I do uh, mainly sound mm-hmm. so singing and I play the crystal bowls crystal bowls people crystal bowls my thing that I'm very very passionate about I will tell you if, just as a wee random side note for anybody who's listening um, I actually got a small snippet during a photo shoot and this, this is divine you have a very unique t- talent of mixing two completely different modalities together um, the tulfa, the singing, and then the singing bowls generally are never played together as a unit. And the, obviously, uh, I assume this is something that just came to you, yeah? It did, yes. Um, so back in 2018, I took a course uh, for singing bowls, but it did not include singing. Uh, but I did grow up singing. Singing is one of my first loves. It is a beloved of mine. I don't know if that sounds corny, but... Uh, no. It's pretty I, natural. I'll be corny. <laughs> be corny, be um, you. Yeah, so I I absolutely adore singing. I love the feeling that I get when I sing. Um, and so that aspect isn't exactly new. But uh, in 2018, I was playing the Crystal Bowls. I had one at that time. And uh, I was droning it, which means to just keep it constantly playing. So that I could get used to its sound and it could get used to me and our frequencies and, yep. and all of that. Because you have to get to know your bowls individually. They and all have personality, folks. I can vouch oh, for that sure. as a crystal therapist and uh, as a sound therapist. Each bowl has its own personality that you attach yeah. to. So it's it's kind of like your oracle cards. It's kind of like your other decks where you develop a rapport. Mm-hmm. So the bowls, even though to a lot of people they're very inanimate, they actually have a lot of personality individual. Each crystal bowl has a slightly different resonance that you yeah. get to learn. So, yeah, I can understand that. And life as well. I mean, they were crystals in the earth or yeah. in a cave or something, right? Like yeah. they, they, they're alive. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so... So yeah, so so I would introduce myself to it and it to me and um, and just one day when I was playing, I, I would do I would practice yoga and then I would drone my bowl for at least half an hour just mm. every day to get used to it. And um, one day, after many many months of doing this, I had this urge to sing with it, but my mind kicked in and started saying, you know. How are you gonna sing with a crystal bowl? Like this is different. This is you know what? How is this gonna happen? You don't know how to do this. So my mind was kind of saying all these things that weren't very helpful. Um, no, doing the complete opposite. But what we educate people is is go with the flow and not overthink it. But anyway, it got to where you need to go right now. Yeah, and so I um, I just trusted myself because uh, there was this deeper calling within me to sing with it. And even though I thought, I don't know what's going to happen, I don't know how this is going to sound, this could be a hot mess, uh, I was home alone, and I just thought, what better time to try 
yeah. and trust myself, trust what I'm feeling. And, uh, and if I don't like what comes through, love myself through it. Right? Yeah. Can you love yourself through well, this it's moment? Well, like it, it's a practice, right? And any sort of practice, even if it is something that's more channeled or more guided, you still have to, you know, roll with the, the downfalls. You're never going to get it right 100% of the time. Um, sometimes for a lot of people, 90% does. But if you're not like me, no, 99 at least. But yeah, just growing and experiencing and going with the flow without be sitting in your logical mind is one mm-hmm. of the most efficient ways of producing a talent. Yeah that you have um so uh, we have a term for it i have a term for it i call it tultatic tulfa singing so it's actually two vibrational keys coming out of the voice box at the same time that's extremely different or difficult for a lot of people and i watched you on sunday do it with ease it was shockingly simple looking for me and i'm like i've tried this and i can't do that is it a technique yourself that you've actually focused on and then developed or is it just purely what comes through it's what comes through so i didn't even know that it was something until you told me (laughs) i was like oh okay um so so yeah so so that one day i just went with the feeling inside and opened my mouth and the sound came out and i felt a shift within and i didn't know what it was i didn't know exactly what was happening and yet i knew something was different something had changed and it was kind of interesting too because i didn't know of anyone else who sang like this i'm like is this weird is this like i um but every time after that it like opened the floodgates and every time it was like this urge to keep singing like that and so i i did it just for myself i didn't share it with anyone for quite some time uh, because i do feel it's important to to get to know something for yourself before you share it with others have your own moment have your own um, experience with it exactly and uh so yeah so i I just kept doing it and i loved the way that i felt when i did it Mm -hmm. and so i it just kept happening and sometimes i sometimes i'll hear something as I'm playing the bowl, because it's so easy to get lost in the, the sounds of the bowls. Yeah. And yeah, you get swept up in it. And sometimes I'll hear something and then it's you start to sing it. But most of the time, I, it's it just, it'll go where it wants to go. And I had to trust that. I had, yeah. that was a process too, where you're just like, just let whatever wants to come through, come through and be okay with it being different whenever you do it. Oh yeah. Like it's okay if something soft and something sweet comes through that's like a lullaby and it's okay if 10 minutes later something more rhythmic comes through and it's more upbeat and like it's okay and it's not just surrendering yeah. to the pattern that comes through and just as we said now for the listeners uh, we were saying about how you felt afterwards the vibrational um the best way to an- analogize that is a cat purr when our throat chakra purrs like that or sings through that lower vibrational or lower vocal octave, it actually creates an internal purr, which heals us from the inside out. So uh, that's how we can sort of assimilate it into the same as uh, a cat purr with Toltec, because Toltec means vibration of movement. So that's what Mm -hmm. it actually means. Um, And that's when, when, as I say, when I first heard it, when I heard you do it, you, you sent me a video first uh, let's make this here let's get our side in <laughs> this lady came into the store we had a chat and i was like i want you <laughs> okay straight up not even gonna lie then we you sent me a video and that i heard horrible. it and 
It was no. Well, uh, the video quality itself was like horrible. It, it makes no difference. It, but it, it the got, sound was okay. <laughs> I got the message through. The message was very clear and concise. So the other thing that um, then we just have started to develop this into this what's going to be an amazing event. Now we sat down. We came up with a name for the event. Yes. And it was the sound journey experience. Yes. Because we both agreed that it's just not a case of the playing of the bowls or the singing it's taken you on a journey through the sound mm -hmm. and you're very particular about that about going with the flow of the ebb and yeah. the flow of the music um so when you're going into an event like this one that we're going to host at the end of the month do you have any pre-planning whatsoever or is it just let's get in and go with the flow it's a little bit of both. For me, whenever I'm creating something, I think it's very important to first um, ask what wants to come through, ask what wants to be created, what wants to be shared, tune into that and allow the creative aspects to inform you. Because mm -hmm. you can always apply logic later. Okay. Right? Yeah. You can always apply logic later. Um, as a side note, I studied interior decorating in college, and that's the way that I um, approached it. It's not the way they taught it, but it's the yeah. way that I approached it was just ask the space what it wants. Ask, you know, like treat mm. it like it is a living energy because it is, yeah. and and let it inform you, and and then you can always apply logic later. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of my approach with pretty much anything. Uh, it's a decent approach. It's a really good approach because a lot of people overthink it to the point that they've lost the message that they were initially headed, that intuitive outcome. And uh, that's why I thought I would ask because wa watching you perform um, during our photo shoot, I was, it was so seamless that it didn't look like it was, as they say, predetermined or pre-written. Mm -hmm. You could just tell with the movement that it was all just flow. And I just thought that's what kept captivated me um courtney was in with us yes. and so was my son and she was nudging me saying you're meant to be taking pictures because we oh. just lost at the moment my eyes were closed so <laughs> yeah i was just getting nudged you're meant to be taking pictures but that's what i'm saying uh, and it's very hard for people to understand because they uh, when they come into anything that's classified as a musical concert because even this yeah, is I classified like, as yeah you know, i, don't I, don't like I know that but term. for the masses we have to use some fluffy terms i don't have i like i don't have anything against pop music it's mm. wonderful i go to those concerts too but this to me, which is why um, I wanted it to be the sound journey experience, because it takes you on a journey with the sound yep. and it gives you your own experience. And it's okay for everyone to have their own experience of the sound. It's okay if I sing a certain note or play a certain bowl and you feel it within your body, like you could feel it resonate with your baby toe on your right foot. That's mm -hmm. great. That's wonderful. And the next person can feel it resonate in their throat chakra mm -hmm. or someone else can feel it in their arm. All of it is beautiful. All of it is welcome. And, and it's okay. It's okay to be yeah. different. It's okay to have your experience because I've learned to trust the sound and trust its own intelligence, its own wisdom, and it knows what to do. And it's going to work with your resonance, yep. the harmony mm -hmm. within you. And what you need may not be what the next person needs. Exactly. And that's one thing I, I did learn in my own singing bowl study, that uh, it is a smart vibration. 
it goes where it needs to go. Yeah. Um, you can set the tone, you can set the pitch, you can set you know the duration and the resonance, but at the same time, that that, that cosine energy is going where it wants to go. Yeah. Uh, I, I find that out the hard way. <laughs> my, my instructor was not so nice. Oh. It's just like, play, play, play. So my experience was uh, 14 hours a day for six months. Yeah, wow. To learn every single aspect. And even by placing... Uh, water you can mm-hmm. slightly change the yes. tone you can slightly change the the resonance frequency and the mm-hmm. duration of the resonance so learning all this from that perspective was really really intense for me and i, I use mine specifically for the healing modalities for you know, erotic fields internals um, enzymatics whereas yours is just to create this amazing environment just to sit in so it's it's the, the exact same medium used completely different with very similar outcomes because at the end of the day it is about the healing aspect yeah. of it um what's your pet peeve then we've we've just found out about concerts in that term <laughs> what's your pet peeve is it the lack of education around it or is it the taboo still that's around these alternative forms have you got a pet peeve when it comes hmm. to that environment that's a deep question yeah Hmm. Mine is people just coming over and smacking my balls and thinking it's oh, okay. okay, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. that. <laughs> yes, I'm going to use that term. I hate that because my bowl is my baby. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. And I'm sure you apply it in the same. yes. <laughs> so um, one of my, um, the bowls that I use is very, very old. It's got a beautiful mm. resonance and I just see people coming over and hitting it to the pot. And I can understand, like, people are curious. I remember when I went to my first sound bath, Mm -hmm. um, it was with crystal bowls. And yeah, you're curious and you're like, what are these creatures? Um, But you also have to have respect, right? Exactly. And and you need to ask first and be prepared that the person may say no. And you can, you know, have energetic intentions with them, place them in certain ways. Yep. And uh, if someone comes around and starts clanging them, it can uh, not only break them or damage them, but also mess with the frequency and the vibration Absolutely. that you've set up. Mm-hmm. So there's more to it than that, which is why I don't like it being compared to just like a standard concert because not that you could, you would, you know, take yep. Prince's guitar and like start strumming away on it. He'd probably like <laughs> leave my concert. Yeah. But, uh, you know, but, it like, is, it, but it, it, it's having respect it for, is, it, it, for it, sure. It's still, a, it's still a medium. It's still uh, a vibrational tool. Yeah. So the, yeah, the respect has to be there. And that's, it, it's one of the questions I asked, you know, what is your pet peeve about it? Because uh, Neil that was on our uh, podcast a little while back, he was saying about the the bastardization of certain areas of his line of work, which is Vedic astrology, where okay. people take it to a degree where they they play a bowl, for instance, mm-hmm. uh, for two or three days and think they know everything about oh, bowls. Okay. And then they go out and say, well, I'm a Tibetan bowl singlist or I'm a crystal bowl specialist. Yeah. And that's one of that, I think that's a common thing right across where people who really put time into developing their craft don't get the recognition because there's a, the the market for it has been so how would you say overburdened within mm-hmm. people who just do it for the financial gain and not for the energy gain off it yeah and unfortunately i mean i don't know exactly the process i mean obviously back in the day way mm-hmm. back in the day you would be an apprentice right you would have yep. a mentor and it wasn't just because you wanted to do it or because it, sometimes it like it it was a calling. It was, it was an inner a, calling, it was right? A birthright. Yeah. yeah. And so they took you under their wing. 
and you studied and studied and studied with them before you were ever able to, you know, go off and do your own thing mm-hmm. and call yourself, you know, a master or, yep. or an elder or whatever it was. Yep. Um, but over here in the West, uh, Sometimes when things become mainstream, uh, everyone gets on board and it can get diluted Mm -hmm. as you say, bastardized Mm -hmm. and, um, and it, it it can come become about the financial, uh, where people are like, well, I took the workshop, I took the course and now I'm certified because I have this thing. And, um, but they've yet, they've no living experience, experience with yeah. it. And that's, I say, it's a very common trait that runs right the way through. And a lot of these alternative forms of therapy and modalities is that people take online courses and automatically assume that they know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, your intention could be pure and you're, you're a good person. That's absolutely fine. But if you're there to make money, any person that's in the alternative and spiritually energetic minded mm-hmm. uh, work environment knows that it's not a profitable environment. You're here because you want to heal and help people. You're not here yeah. because you want to make bank. To be of service. Wrong job if you want to think that you're going to make money from it. And that's the thing that a lot of people need to understand is to hone the craft, it is an art in itself. And it's just not something you can pick up from a 20-hour course online by watching videos. Yeah. So just know that the it is a, it, it's the same as a carpenter, a welder, a plumber. Mm-hmm. You, you perfect your craft over yeah. time. Yeah, it's a practice. Every time you sit and you play your bowls, every time you sing or whatever your craft is, carpentry or whatever, it's practice. Mm-hmm. And you're learning more and more and more as you do it. Yeah, um, I agree with that. And experience, especially with, with the healing arts, experience is where you really start to learn. Like... For my crystal bowls, um, each bowl plays differently. Each bowl uh, needs a different kind of pressure, mm-hmm. a different speed. You would think just looking at them, you just like take the wand and you know go around in a circle and it'll make a noise. But some some bowls build sound faster. Mm-hmm. Some need a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Some are more sensitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, like my C, I can't keep going around that thing because it'll get too loud too quickly and then it's not pleasant so like you have to know at least with the crystal bowls you have to know your bowls you have to know what you're doing with them and get to know them and and acclimate let yourself acclimate to their frequency as well Mm -hmm. and and then and then when you get more (laughs) you have to figure out how they work together so many bowls do you have i have five yeah five i have five i know and they're um, all crystal or do you have any other ones hidden away at the house I have a Tibetan bowl that was gifted to me from a friend. Mm-hmm. It's very high pitched though. So I, I find like I, I can't um, handle it as, as much as some of my bowls are lower, mm-hmm. which I love the low tones. Um, but yes, I have five. And uh, sometimes I sell them as, as a set of seven for the chakras. So mm-hmm. all the notes. Uh, I was not guided to do that. Okay. I, and I chose each of my bowls individually. And I spent hours <laughs> playing them uh, mm-hmm. because you, you have to feel the resonance within yep. myself. Uh, each and every one of my bowls, I knew from the first moment that I heard them, I felt something within. I felt something within my heart. My heart expanded and it was, yes, this is my bowl. Yeah. So it it's not just like, yeah, whatever, give me this, give me that. Or I want this size so they can nest properly or mm-hmm. like you, you just, let it speak to you. Let it, yeah. it's a relationship. 
Absolutely, one hundred percent agree. So I'm going to ask you one more question, and then we're going to flood the listeners with all the information about this amazing event at the end okay. of the month. So where do you see yourself in five years? Oh wow! <laughs> there's there's a mic drop moment there. Yeah. Um, I told you I was going to put you on the spot for at least some of it. Yes, yes. So, so where would you see, you know, what would you like to be doing? How would you be like to be teaching the bowls? Would you like to be sharing this on a bigger scale? Because this is a very unique talent. I want to point that out. Okay. You know, I've never heard the, I've, as I said, I've heard them separately, never as, as a partnership. I'm glad that it works then. <laughs> it does. It works so beautifully. Because okay. I've heard uh, Toltec uh, Tulfa many, many times. And singing bowls, as you know, I play them myself, so mm-hmm. I understand them. Um, and I've heard them in large formats and small formats. I think the biggest bowl I had was like 34 inches. That's, a, wow. A big bowl. Yeah. Um, you could take a bath in that. You really could. It was <laughs> like wash a dog a sound, or something. Sound bath. It was, it was amazing. Um, but... The where do we how do we help people? How do we educate people? And that's what I'm thinking is because it's such a unique talent. Obviously, the the tulfatics that was channeled is not something you're going to teach. Yeah. However, the bowls is something. Is that something that you you're interested in, or would it be something that you could see yourself doing? Because a lot of people do it, but they do it, you know, just for the personal pleasure and the joy of giving, mm-hmm. and they don't really uh, go into well. Shoot, can I educate people in this? Yeah. I don't feel the call yet, mm-hmm. to be fair. Um, right now, I feel it's to share. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that doesn't mean that I wouldn't be open to teaching about the bowls. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just right now, I, I don't feel that calling. And so it, it would be... Um, Disrespect, disrespectful to do that if you're if you're not feeling absolutely a call. yeah uh, not authentic I think yeah, yeah. You have to be authentic to your own, of course your own nature and your own energy and well and then it's a disservice not only to yourself or to the craft and to all those who have taken the time but then to the people who are there at the course right like you need to be able to to be, in it. be there for the right reason and yeah so so for right now I I'm, I'm not feeling that call I'm feeling more to share it mm-hmm. uh, and then. Perhaps, like who knows, in five years or so, maybe maybe I'll feel ready Recall to do that. It. Yeah, just the same as I had to take the time to learn it for myself and do it for myself and understand it for myself. And then you graduate and you open up to sharing with some others and, and see how that affects them and, and the experience that they have. And then... Uh, take it from there. Yeah, you grow baby from steps, there. Step, yeah, step. yeah the, you don't have to rush. You don't have to, you know, try to make something not like not it's timing it. yeah, yeah it's timing it, you yeah. need the flow you need it the timing and and when you get that inner call that's because that's the time perfect right? it's a great lesson for every person no matter what it is in any sort of aspect of spirituality or even uh sharing of gifts go with what your gut says well, yeah if your gut says you know it's time to share this then you share it it's time to hold back then you hold back yeah and we're not taught that and so many of us are taught to make a logical linear rational decision to analyze with and i'm not i'm not dissing the mind the mind has its place Mm -hmm. uh for me personally i feel like the mind is meant to work with the heart but the heart is the leader Mm -hmm. Uh, the mind is meant to bow to the heart uh that's how i feel um but yeah because sometimes on paper something can look 
like, yeah, this is the time, everything adds up, you know, let's do this. Um, and on paper it can look great and you're like, this totally makes sense. So you can make the pro and con list as much mm-hmm. as you want. Uh, but if you don't feel the inner alignment, the inner resonance, the, the, the inner yes, mm-hmm. something is amiss, something is off. And that can totally mean that it won't come together. It won't, mm-hmm. um, or it won't be the way that you thought or the way that you expected. So, so you really need the inner call, the inner, um, intuition yep. to, to say yes. Like I said, and then you can apply logic after, yep. right? Do like, it afterwards. and have the best of both worlds. But until the inner world is on board or says yes, or then it's, it, in my experience, it's usually not, uh, mm-hmm. Well, it, the fact yeah. that you, you know you go through the the stage of questioning that's your intuition usually saying something's not right anyway so in that moment of questioning whether or not you should be you've mm-hmm. already got your answer <laughs> mm-hmm. because you won't question it you won't go through that internal dialogue you'll yeah. just go right this feels right let's do it yeah and or that, sometimes it can be the other way where you feel the feeling and it feels right and yet somehow you dismiss it and go oh but oh this and you yeah. make excuses or you don't listen to it and then usually you kick yourself after and you're like oh that's called not following your gut people yes <laughs> <laughs> so let's just get this uh, information about this event out it's sure. scheduled for the 30th of april Yes. which we had a quick discussion off mic and we know it's a pretty powerful day we have mm-hmm. a new moon we have a solar eclipse and we have an alignment and everything going on that day yes. so it's going to be pretty high resonance anyway we have it um scheduled for 6 p.m to 8 p.m mm-hmm. um probably starting between 6 30 and 6 45 and it's going to be called the sound journey experience yes and it's going to be amazing I just know it's going to be amazing. I can feel it with every fiber who I am. Now, this is a limited um, limited spot event. It's ticket only. We have the tickets in store. The tickets are $55 and there's 25 people max. The, anything over that, and I think based on what we experienced over the weekend, it'll, um, it'll take some of the acoustics too low. Okay. And we were getting beautiful acoustics, yeah. so we don't want to overcrowd more people means less uh, less vibration mm-hmm. so it's a, we're going to limit it to 25 people okay okay and we'll be advertising everywhere people we'll be on twitter facebook i'm, I'm turning to the left here and looking at uh, my social media director and i'm like listen to what i'm saying because you're doing all this it shall uh, be everywhere um if people want to get a hold of you if they you know they want to learn more about you um is there any way they can contact you Yes, so I have an email address. It's info.luisa, L-U-I-S-A, Reyes, R-E-Y-E-S, at gmail.com. There you go, people. That's how you get in touch this lady. Do your research. Come into the event. I know it's going to be sold out really, really fast. We would maybe have to put on another couple of events after this. For sure. But yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking really forward to it. Thank you for coming in and doing the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's it's Trust me, it's my pleasure. Um, I cannot wait to have this event and see how it goes. And um, I'm excited. I'm, I'm overjoyed and your team has been wonderful and the energy of this space is beautiful. And I work hard to keep it chilled. I'm well, so we, grateful <laughs> and we work excited to do this. And uh, 
yeah, if, if anyone listening feels the call to join us for this sound journey experience, then I welcome you to to join us on the 30th of April. Perfect. Well, I think that's the best way to end this. So thank you very much again. Thank you. Uh, look forward to the 30th. And um, you can contact the shop or uh, email us at info.shinewavespiritual at gmail.com. We're on Instagram, Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're also TikTok. Yes. I keep looking over to my left because my social media director says, you're forgetting one. Pot of beans, Spotify, Google, uh, Google Podcasts, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Getter, we're on Rumble, we're everywhere. We're literally everywhere, people. So there's going to be plenty of advertisements around, so keep a lookout for it. It will be limited space. I want to make that clear, 25 people only. So these tickets are going to go fast, and trust me, you don't want to miss this. So it's a goodbye from me. Okay, thank you so much. Have a great one, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.